0: Yes, you can be seated. It's good to see you. Man, is it good to see you? (laughs) It's so good to be back with you after I think eight weeks. That's the longest I've gone without preaching um, since 2008, when I was like 16. (laughs) Why are you laughing already? Um, I'm just glad you're here, man. I'm so excited to be jumping off of this uh, forever gift series, our Christmas series. I want to welcome you, whoever you are, whatever life has looked like, whatever struggle you're in, you're welcome here, you're loved here, and we're so grateful that you are part of this place. We're expecting God to do some big things. I do have to tell you that um, we lost, you guys are going to have to start sitting in the front row. Randy would be the only one who sat in the front row. And he was big enough to fill all the seats. So I'm just telling you right now, like, yo, somebody's going to have to step up. And like, it's, it's lonely up here. So, I'm so thankful for you. And we, I just want to preach this morning, if that's okay with you. So we're just going to get back in the swing of things. And who knows what's going to happen. It's been a while. So I uh, hope you're ready to buckle up and to and uh, jump into God's Word. We're in this gift, this series called The Forever Gift, and what this, the heart of this series, right, is to look at all the gifts that let us down, all the faulty gifts we depend on, all the ways in which the gifts of this world kind of break our hearts and then point ourselves back to a forever gift that's everlasting, that is full of hope and purpose and meaning for your life. And my guess is, if you're like me, at some point this year, you've been disconnecting from your purpose, the meaning. It hasn't been an overwhelming sense that you have. And I want us to get back to all that is offered to us through this gift that we celebrate on Christmas. I'm pumped, I wore the llama. Is it a llama or an alpaca? I don't remember. It was a controversy like a year ago. Um, But would you pray with me and then we'll jump right into it. Dear God, thank you so much for this moment, for this opportunity to be together worshiping you and, and we come here from all different kind of places in life. Our hearts are all over the place. Our schedules are disasters. The distractions run rampant, and with it, so does all the anxiety. And we're here to say that we need you. That we are not the God of our lives. And we ask that you just reach through all of the garbage we have running through our heads and touch our hearts draw us closer to yourself encourage those who are desperate for encouragement this morning give hope to those who feel like their situations are hopeless give strength to those whose legs are weakening and most importantly make us all more like Jesus it's in his name we pray amen well again, I'd like to welcome you, Grace Cressona, and welcome you, Grace Tremont. And I'm gonna be way better, Grace Tremont, because I've been up there watching these things at 930 every week. I'm gonna be way better than the last eight preachers when it comes to sorry, Don. Sorry, Ryan, but I'm gonna engage that camera way more. It's good to see my friends up in Tremont. It's good to be here with you. Uh, we're we're jumping into this first series, this first sermon in this series called the Forever Gift. And if you have your Bibles, you could just open them up to Matthew chapter one. We're going to look at at the, a little bit of the story of Joseph this morning, and uh, and I want to read to you kind of the anchor verses, just two verses in the story that are kind of going to be the jumping off point. If you have your phones, you can look them up there. If you have your Bibles, you want to follow along. If you don't have a Bible, we love giving out Bibles. You can see the campus pastor in Tremont, or you can see the welcome team here, and we would love to hook you up with a Bible, uh, much like this one here, if you'd like that. Uh, It says this in Matthew chapter 1, it says, this is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. Kicking it off, this is the start. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. Everybody say, aw, oh, like that sounds nice, right? Young couple in love, nothing more corny or enthusiastically optimistic with a side of delusion than a young couple, right? Like, in love. I'm sorry um, if, if I'm bursting everybody's bubble this morning. But before they came together, I don't gotta explain that, right? Like you guys got that. Like, let's, let's keep it. So she she was found. She was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Now, this next two verses are the anchor for this morning. I want to focus in on Joseph. It says this. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law, and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. That's a great start. The title of this message this morning is called "I Don't Get It." We're kicking off the Christmas series with a title called "I." Don't get it. What a rough start to the Christmas story. Maybe you're in the middle of your own rough start right now. You ever have a gift you didn't get and maybe you just didn't understand it and maybe because you didn't understand it, you really like didn't want it. You ever have somebody, all the wives are like, moms are shaking their heads like, yeah, all the time. Like, you know, like every Christmas somebody, I'm like, what? Why did you get me a sewing machine? Like, you know, like everybody. You ever have one of those gifts? Like that, and uh, just um, why not, right? Like, um, so you ever? My mom, my mom was brilliant at those kind of gifts. Every Christmas, for as long as I can remember. Um, we would go down to Philly to visit with her side of the family. we go down to philly and they, they they have all these weird Christmas traditions like you got to open one present at a time and go around the room like you ever do that like some people just tear it all up, it gives me a panic attack when that happens because i 'm waiting for somebody to yell at me, you know like no, wait your turn, it takes forever, but it 's really nice because you get to see everybody 's gift right like so you go around the horn and 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 my mom would. Man, that year my cousin Carson—he's a couple years younger than me. He just bought his first house. Like, so my mom had this whole like extravagant plan in her head about what to get my cousin Carson for Christmas. She she had it all mapped out. Like, he's got a new house. What do you get someone that has a new house? You want to see? You want to see what she? Let me uh show you the gift that she got. Um, yeah, this is awkward, but this is, I'd like to introduce you to, uh, Fernando. He's a pet, he's my pet rock. <laughs> Maybe I should have named him like Andy Bernard or something, I don't know, but Fernando is what stuck, and not because I hate the Padres, which I, which I do, but, um, <laughs> This is Fernando, Pet Rock. Like, we're going around and everybody's opening presents. And my cousin Carson, like, it's time for him to open this present. And it's so excited. He's been getting all these great housewarming gifts and tying it with Christmas. And everybody's saving a buck while they're doing it because we're buying him Christmas presents. And not, not Christmas presents and housewarming presents. which are just all combining it. You know, it's brilliant when you buy a house around Christmas. Everybody saves money on this stuff, right? But we get around, and my, Carson's ready to open my mom's. And she's like, oh, I thought I just, this is going to be, I, th- I hope this is great. Like, she's all nervous, which builds the anticipation in the room. And Carson opens a pet rock. Like, I don't get it. <laughs> and, and in that moment, nobody got it. Carson's like looking at it like he's a grown man and he's looking at it like um Did you hide a key in it like I don't what do you do like is it to hide a key in like I don't understand my man Fernando loves daisies and the color pink um Nobody got it. It made sense to her, but to everybody else in the room, they're like, I don't get it. It's, it's confusing. I don't understand why you're giving this gift. It doesn't make any real sense for my life. You ever have a gift that just, you don't get it, right? Like you just didn't, or, or maybe even where it's like something pops into your life. I'm throwing stuff around. First week back. Thanks for all the grace, you are showing me right now. You ever have a gift that you just didn't, you just didn't get? Maybe it wasn't what you wanted. Sometimes I think, like, I don't want those Mickey Mouse socks. I'm a, I don't. You know. Sometimes I think when we get gifts that we just don't really understand, and when, um, and when we don't really want them, I think sometimes we miss like. That that we sometimes need what we don't want and you can't see the whole picture of the story of your life. You know, that pet rock and those fun moments would become the kind of moments that you hang on to as a family. I think it was a year after that pet rock that my mom got cancer and passed away. And those moments of laughter around a confusing pet rock for a grown man, those are the things that make the memories so sweet. You can't see everything in your future. And I know we all have things that we want right now, but sometimes there's a big gap between what we want and what we really need. And the picture doesn't, wanna, doesn't all make st- sense right away. This first gift thrown into Joseph's lap lap was not a good gift. Their engagement wasn't like we do engagement now. Their engagements to each other were a serious part of the courtship and marriage process. They were committed. You had to get divorced officially to break off an engagement. Mary and Joseph, man, they were dreaming dreams about their life. This was going to be the best Christmas time, because they didn't call it Christmas back then yet, right? Like, the best Christmas time ever. Such an exciting time of year. So in love with each other. And then it says he just found out that his dreams were trashed. He just found out that this wasn't what he expected. He just found out that maybe he couldn't trust or, or depend on the person he loved most in life. He just found out. How did he find out? Was it a surprise when the baby bump showed up? Did she tell him? Like, I don't know how he found out, but I know that when he found out, the, I don't get it. had to be crushing for his soul. I don't get it. I don't get why this is happening to me. I don't, we had plans, like, we were gonna start a family of our own. The doubts and the questions spin out of control. I don't know who this person is. I don't know what's happening to my life. I don't know how I'm gonna move forward. I don't know how I'm gonna do any of this. I don't get it. What a terrible start to Christmas, and what a depressing start to a Christmas series called The Forever Gift. But we have to understand something. If we're really going to appreciate the gift that God gives to us, and how it changes everything in life, we got to understand that sometimes the things that happen around us and to us, we just don't get but that God is working in the middle of all of it for our good and to bring about a future that you couldn't have imagined sitting here on a Sunday morning. He's got a plan and a purpose for your life and you cannot step into it without learning how to trust him through the I don't get it gifts that life hands us. Listen, I'm trying to learn this one as we go too. And I know it's super hard. I don't get so much about how this last year has turned out for me. I don't get so much about the details and the pain and the heartbreak I had to walk through. But I am learning i never say I learned it. <laughs> I'm learning that you can trust God through the I don't get it moments and that when you do, he moves in you and through you, around you to bring you somewhere so much better. I wonder what's running around in your mind right now, right? Like it says here that Joseph had it in his mind. He had it in his mind to divorce her quietly. You know, I don't know what's going on in like your mind right now as you think through all the things that have been going through in your house. Maybe you've been having some stuff on your mind. Right? Like Maybe you have some stuff on your mind about how to punish that dude who hurts you and who's been a constant disappointment seemingly every day for the last year. Maybe you have it in your mind how you're gonna put a plan together to deal with the stuff that you don't get in your life, how you're gonna get yourself somewhere better. Maybe you have it in your mind how you're gonna deal out hurt in response to the hurt that you have been dealt. Maybe you have it in your mind to do big changes, to do you, to do you better than you've ever done it. I don't know what you have in your mind, but I know it always comes from 12 inches deeper in your heart. And so often our heart is turned and twisted and pulled by triggers of pain and disappointment. And so I'm super happy, not about the pain and the disappointment that we all have to deal with. But that the Christmas story in Matthew starts there. It, it doesn't start with the Christmas lights and the manger scene. and Although that would have smelled not fantastic too when you really think about being born in a manger. It doesn't start with this precious baby and the gifts of Incense, frankincense, and myrrh. It doesn't start with a little drummer boy thinking that this woman who just had a child, what she needs right now is a fantastic drum solo. Like, it doesn't start with any of those great, cute, quaint moments that we think are such an important part of the Christmas story. In Matthew, it goes genealogy and Joseph. This is how we got here. You'll find people in that genealogy that struggled with stuff just like you. That's really important. It's a sermon for another day. And then you are starting in the book of Matthew, the first gospel, the Christmas story, with tremendous disappointment, pain, and confusion. I find incredible hope with that because, man, there's some times where I've had it where, like, I didn't get it. And I was off to a terrible start. I don't get, I don't get it. And and the, the consequences for Joseph in this moment couldn't have been higher. Dramatic consequences to, to a future, to a role, to a blessing that God had in store for Joseph on the other end of his disappointment, if he would just trust. Him more. Now I know God's got a plan and that he will do whatever he needs to do to accomplish his plan, but somewhere inside of me I wonder if Joseph had done what he had in his mind to how the story would have been different. What God would have had to do to bring about. Maybe he would have used somebody else. I don't know what the story would have looked like. I know God is sovereign and nothing can thwart his will and purpose. But man, the dramatic consequences. A consequences that Joseph couldn't see in the moment. Because all he could see was pain. Maybe you got a terrible start. Maybe you're in the middle of a terrible start right now. The one you love has hurt you greatly and you're disappointed. You're trying to be better, to break free of the addictions in your life, but it seems like you keep cycling back to them. You're off to a terrible start. Maybe you wanted this year to be different, but man, the the health things, they're just unrelenting and you're off to a terrible start. Maybe there's a fracture in your family or relationship and you're like, man, not how I want to start this new year. Not how I want to start this Christmas season. And maybe because you're off to a Terrible start. What's been going on is like you don't get it and it's causing all kinds of doubt and fear and anxiety to run rampant and your circumstances are crushing. Maybe you don't get it and you're starting to say, I don't understand why this is happening. I don't understand how God could let this happen. Maybe Maybe I screwed something up and he's punishing me. Maybe this is his disappointment being played out in my own life. I know I'm a disappointment to myself. Maybe God's disappointed. Maybe he doesn't love me. Maybe this whole faith thing is garbage. I don't get it. Pain and disappointment have a way of sowing seeds of doubt and confusion into your life. It's so hard to walk through and to deal with. I don't get it. But I think if we look here at the rest of the story of Joseph, there's a lot of things, but I wrote down four. And if you're a note taker, you can write down these four things, right? But I want to read the rest of the story to you. Four things I think that will be an encouragement to us, like if you're off to a rough start this year, or maybe this week, or maybe just today. Four things that I think will help if you're going through some circumstances that are little in life, where you're just like, I don't get why I have to deal with this small frustration every day. Four things that I think will help if you're going through really big junk in life and you're like, I don't get why everything's crashing down. I think there's four things that I pulled from here. Maybe you'll pull more. But but first, let me say that, read the rest of it. It says, but after he had considered this, I want to know. And it doesn't tell us how long he considered it. Because some of you are good at waiting a moment, but not an hour, right? Like, you'll wait 15 minutes, but then game's up. But after he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David... God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home to be his wife. I love this epic ending to this Christmas story because if you could just hang on, your forever gift is on the way. If you could just hang on. Some days you just gotta hang on. You just gotta put one foot in front of the other. Some days it doesn't look pretty. You just gotta hang on and trust with with everything you got or with the last little bit you got. I love this epic ending because I don't know how long he was considering divorcing Mary and exiting this, what would become the greatest story ever told. I don't know how long he was considering it, but I am so glad that he just hung on a little bit more. Maybe you're ready to give up on something or somebody or yourself. Maybe the circumstances have been too tough and you don't know how you're gonna get through it and you don't see how anything's gonna change. Maybe what you need isn't what you want. Maybe what you need is to just hang on. Somebody needs to write that down. Text it to a friend who's in the middle of some really dark stuff. You don't know when the better days are going to come. You don't know when God's going to show up and make things different. You don't know when you're going to hear the answer to your heart's cry. But you can trust the one who loves you, who gave himself for you. And even when you can't see it because you can't see the whole picture of your life. You just got to, Hold on and trust. I love this epic ending. The story of a guy who just held on in the midst of unbearable and unthinkable betrayal and pain. He didn't get it. He didn't get it. You don't get it, you don't have to get it. Just don't miss it. Don't miss it. Four things. You ready for this? Here's number one. You all right, Fernando? I don't think they are. I might be coming in a little too hot first week back. It's all right. It's just me and you, dude. We got this. <laughs> you can't have my pet rock, by the way. My, my daughter already requested it. It's going, it's going to a very good home where it will be cared for. Probably get renamed, but my daughter does not hate the Padres like I do. Um, so here's four things, you ready? Number one, when you don't get it. When you, when you don't get it. Don't let a crisis of your circumstances become a crisis of your faith. It's so easy when you lose trust in other people to multiply that distrust to others. We do it all the time, right? A friend burns you and all of a sudden you're like, I just don't need anybody in my life. You ever said that? I just don't need anybody. Every time, every time I put my heart out there, somebody pulls it out, throws it on the ground and stomps on it. I don't need anybody. Every time, it's not true every time. It's not true. It's not every time. We say every time because we like to take pain that we feel and the trust that has been betrayed. We like to throw up walls in our life, keep everybody out because they're all going to do the same thing to us. No, no, they're not. They're not. You don't understand. I've had four relationships and the last four relationships have all ended the same but that doesn't mean the next one is. Maybe you've been four times picking who looks good over who God has for you. I don't know. We, we build walls and we take our trust, our mistrust and our hurt and we multiply it onto undeserving places. And listen, this world is full. I get hit up all the time with people who are taking the hurt caused by the sin of others that they have experienced and attaching it to God. This person was so abusive to me, so manipulative to me, it hurt so bad. How could God love me? God does love you, and he hates what that person has done to you. It's not his plan for your life, and it wasn't his plan for their life. You see how we do that? So, so here's the challenge, and I know it's so hard because, man, when I lose my dad, I want to be angry at God. I want to lash out at him when my mom died of cancer. It was really hard to learn not to hold bitterness to God in my heart when my eight, 19 year old baby brother dies in a car accident. I know it's hard, but right? Like, I can't let a crisis in my circumstances become a crisis of my faith. And some of y'all need to just say this today. It hurts so bad. I am so angry and disappointed and scared and I don't understand it. But I know that somehow even though I don't feel it and even though it feels like when I pray I'm praying to a wall, I know I know that God still loves me. And somehow, I don't know how I'm gonna believe it. God, help me in my unbelief. Somehow I'm gonna believe. I'm gonna allow myself to believe that God works for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And that he will do more than I thought of asking for. That he can do more than I ever could have imagined in my life if I can trust him through the storm and just hang on. Number two, because I'm running out of time. First day back, you can't blow your time limit. They start messing with the clocks when you blow it. They're like, oh, he's back 45 minutes later. I gotta outperform the last eight guys, right? Like, I gotta lock it down. Good and short, it'll beat everybody that's okay and long, every time. You gotta give a speech in class. Good and short, always beats okay and long. I know you get hungry. The eight o'clock, people are mad because there's no eight o'clock. They came in cranky. 9.30 is when they usually take a nap. (laughs) They had breakfast at five, they're taking a nap, and they're gonna wake up and have brunch at 10. We ruined everything. You ready for number two? They got four minutes on the clock. You ready, Tremont for number two? Write this down up there, second row. Number two, don't let a hurtful change in someone else change the identity that God's given you. I know these are long sentences, And I don't see your pens moving. So I'm trusting that you guys have phenomenal memory. And if not, I'm just going to preach the same message next Christmas. Because you'll forget everything anyway. (laughs) You'll be like, I don't know what he said, but that was a killer sweater. (laughs) Don't let a hurtful change in someone else change you. Your identity. I love this about Joseph. You see, Joseph got this right long before his world came crashing down in disappointment because his bride was pregnant and it wasn't him. Long before Joseph got this right, he was faithful to the law. You see, somewhere in his soul, in his upbringing, in his growth, he had learned that he can trust God. He, could, he had learned that he could follow God. He, he was committed to honoring God. That's why when he had it in his mind, he wasn't like, I'm going to bash her publicly, we're going to run a... We're gonna post crap on Instagram and like everybody's gonna know what this chick deserves, right? Like, not me, not me, everybody. She's the reason this is all falling apart. She's the wrong one. Come on, you do it maybe in smaller ways, right? Like, it's not my fault everybody's cranky. It's her fault dinner wasn't, you know, know, like, that's so like lopsided. (laughs) Guys cook too, just not me. I have anxiety attacks when I cook. It's too many things to keep in order, right? Like, I'm not a detailed person, just not, right? Like, the, long before his moment of, I don't get it, he was committed to learning from and following God. That's why, even though in his mind, this woman destroyed him. it it didn't change him. It crushed him. But it didn't break him. You see, somewhere in Joseph's understanding of God and relationship with him, he still knew that the character of God and his position towards him, that, that even in the midst of this terrible circumstance, even if he didn't feel it, that he had to obey the laws God had given him And honor God. And even in the midst of his pain, he gets the the most important thing right. Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. And love your neighbor as yourself. And while he hated Mary in this moment, probably hate love, right? Because it's complex. He still showed love in how he was planning on leaving. You see, you can't let the pain that you have experienced because someone changed on you change who you are. Your identity needs to be rooted in something bigger than the relationships you have on a horizontal level. Your identity, that's why you're here. That's why you should be here next Sunday and the Sunday after. It's because we need to deepen our understanding of who, whose we really are. You are not your man's. You are not your woman's. You belong to God Almighty. And your identity needs to be so deeply rooted in who he says you are. And when the world comes crushing down he says you are valuable. Important. He says you are worth so much. Number three because the clock just turned from green to red. And the worship team is gathering in the hallway. Paul's probably squirming in Tremont. (laughs) Don't let a crushed heart kill your love he considered he was processing all the pain he felt all the disappointment he was walking through and while i'm sure he didn't feel love somewhere inside of him is a demonstration that love was never really a feeling anyway it's not it's not a feeling Love is, is so much bigger than just how we feel on a good day. Or the butterflies we get when we meet somebody that we, you know, love. Or, or the rush of dopamine when someone grabs our hand to hold it. Love is so much more than, that, than just a feeling or a response to someone else. Love is a, is a position of our heart. And it's an action. Don't let a crushed heart kill your love. I'm sure it killed his love of Mary in the feeling sense of the word. But somehow, even when he considered her an enemy, he was able to demonstrate love in his plan of how he was going to treat her. That's big time. I want to get to a point where I can still, even when I don't feel it, love my enemies. I don't know if I'll ever get there. I don't know if I'll ever be able to express love to those who hurt me so bad, but I want to get there. Joseph, he didn't let his crushed heart kill his love for God or kill putting love in action towards the one who had hurt him so much. Number four, Don't let a cloud of confusion. You're writing this down. Don't let a cloud of confusion caused by your circumstances keep you from seeking God. He had considered. He had processed. I'm sure he was in prayer about it. I'm sure he was pouring out his heart to God in the middle of his confusion. He couldn't see, right? He didn't understand his future. He couldn't see the plan that God was working out. Didn't seem to make sense. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it at all. But he was going to keep seeking God as his world fell apart all around him. And what he would find in the end of that passage is that God, even though it felt like it, had never abandoned him was working in the midst of circumstances he couldn't understand for his good. And at the end of this story, we find out that Joseph is the human being that God entrusted to name the Son of God. They drop on us in this book of Matthew that he shall be called Emmanuel, which means God's with us. More than anything, if you don't get what's going on in your life, I hope you get this. I hope you try to practice those four things. I get that they can be so difficult. But if you don't get anything else, when you don't get life, when you don't understand what's going on, when you're confused and hurt, no, take the reminder, write it down. God will never leave you nor forsake you. He is with you always. It's his name, Emmanuel. Let's pray. To God, thank you so much for your love for us. We don't get it sometimes. Um, but we know, even, even when we can't see it, that we can trust you. We, we can't see the whole picture. I, I just pray for those who are really feeling it like this morning, the pain and the confusion. I hope maybe that doesn't apply to anybody and this is just a good reminder to tuck away for a bad day later on. Uh, but, but if somebody's here and they're really struggling with the confusion and the hurt and the pain, I just pray. that even if nothing else happens this morning, that they would know your presence right now. That while we sing this last song or songs, because I forget how many we have laid out in the order of service this morning, that like during the end of the service, your peace would creep into their hearts and fill the cracks. That they would know they don't have to hold the broken pieces together. They can just give them to you. sit down and let you hold them together i pray that we would have the strength from your spirit to just hold on it'll all make sense one day to just hold on that we would seek more of you not seek elsewhere but seek more of you when we don't get it jesus name amen